This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Again and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host Brian Wayne, and this is episode 408. The 408th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a creator corner, and I'll be featuring the first ever non-comic book creator on this show. I told you we were branching off. Big things have happened. We'll talk all about that. Um, but uh, I've got a very exciting guest. We'll be featuring Dean Del Rey stand-up comedian you've probably heard of him currently on tour with bill burr he's been on the joe rogan experience podcast he's got imdb credits he's worked with tarantino he's he's done some stuff and um i'm excited to say that he will be featured for two nights four shows at um our new club yeah I know. It's been a while since I've been back, and um, so let's play catch-up a little bit here. Um, uh, you know, it's, yeah, I, I know, I know. I fucking took some time off, I'm sorry. But um, for good reasons, though, I'm kind of not sorry. Uh, we did start up a, uh, you know, we read comic books. You know, I told you I was starting a store. That happened, but it also turns out to be a comedy club as well. Um, the funny pages, comedy and comics. I'm very excited to announce that we are open for business. Um, so yeah, uh, if you're in Colorado Springs, come by, check that out. But um, yeah, I told you I was branching off. I was doing more than just comic books. The term comics works works two ways. See what we did there? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be using the term we a lot now um, because you know. Said so this is the you know Cheers to Comics is still a thing. It's still its its podcast brand, but it is um, the big name out now is the Funny Pages. That's that's what we're operating under. Um, you're gonna see more podcasts 
um, under under this channel as well, under the the funny pages name. Um, so yeah, get ready for all of that. New hosts, whole new people. This is a podcast I'm not even going to be talking on. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, the comedy is about to really take over. Cheers to comics. Not take it over entirely, obviously, but it's it's about to be a very big part of this show. So if you know. Uh, com or comedy fans, you know, looking for looking for new outlets, new things to check out, then show them. Cheers to comics, and you know, be like, hey, you know, if you're not into comics, that's fine. But there's comedy as well, so please spread the word. Um, the funny pages cc .com is going to be the new website. There's going to be a comic book merchandise up there, um, books, all of that good stuff. Uh, anything that we sell in the store has the capability of making it to the online web store as well. But uh, that's also where you're going to go to get all your tickets for all of the events that happen at the Funny Pages CC, or at the Funny Pages Comedy and Comics, is thefunnypagescc.com. So, um, Dean Del Rey, our guy Dean Del Rey, he is coming to town uh, in October for two nights four shows on October 20th and 21st. So please come by, check this out. It is going to be amazing. See our little spot. It's it's not like any alt comedy club you've really been to. And how many comedy clubs have you been to that have a comic book store in them? Not many. I would put money on that. So yeah, check all of that out. But, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm done rambling there. I am very, very excited to talk with my next guest, my first comedian on the podcast, and what a grab for the first comedian, huh? Dean Del Rey, he's a good buddies with all of the, the, the big names in comedy, he's a regular at the store, um, he, you'll, you'll look him up, you'll know, you'll know. So, um, without any further ado, I bring to you a little conversation with Mr. Dean Del Rey. All right, Dean Del Rey, how are you, man? I'm good, man. What's happening? Oh, you know, just running the comic book store now. This is actually the first uh, the first interview I've done since starting this uh, this new club slash comic book store venture. So I'm in a whole different studio setup and everything now. So yeah, you're kind of you're kind of popping this the the this new studio's cherry. I'm, I'm I'm excited about that, and what a fucking name to do it too. So I appreciate you taking the time for this, man. You got it, dude. I'm looking forward to coming up and doing the club there. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I forget I forget the date, but it's coming up. Yeah, the twentieth, twenty first, four night or uh, two nights, four shows. I mean, I'm I'm pumped, man. I mean, we everyone here is so excited. I mean, people are. Although, I mean, Colorado Springs is a really, there's a lot of comedy here. The problem is, is it's not the best venues. There's not really the perfect venue to do comedy. And I'm not saying that we're going to be the perfect venue, but we're damn sure going to try our hardest to be the best um, in Colorado Springs. Yeah. And because there's, like I said, there's so much comedy here and the, the comedians, I mean, hearing, hearing your name coming here, uh, you know, as quickly as we've been open, you know, we're two months old um we've had a couple of comedy showcases we got a really cool one coming up on saturday actually with some locals but uh um yeah no people are very excited to have dean del rey in colorado springs that's for sure so um yeah man i bet you're on uh, Colorado. 
Uh, I love go- Colorado, man. Yeah. Um. Do you, uh, do you go up to you play in De- or uh, do shows in Denver a lot or? Well, some of my favorite clubs are in Co- in Colorado. Uh, Denver Comedy Works, of course, downtown. Oh, yeah. And then uh, over the last few years, my uh, you know f- favorite is just the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins. And, oh yeah, uh, it's it. Yeah, it's that's a fantastic town. And I would live in Colorado if uh, if I was bigger in my career to where I could just you know fly out all the time and not have to uh worry about anything else i love boulder and i love fort collins you know yeah man colorado's awesome it, it really is and i mean it's i i feel like it's starting to get its its name in comedy as well just because you know the clubs like that i know denver comedy works is outstanding i mean i've, I've seen a couple Absolutely. of specials filmed there and i mean yeah it's good stuff. Um, but I mean, then we got Red Rocks too. I mean, that's that's where I first got to actually see you perform was opening up for Bill Burr at Red Rocks almost three years ago to the date, actually. Um, if I remember right, I remember. Well, has it not. been that? I think it's two years. Is it two years? I don't know. I, I lost I track think of so. time. Yeah, no, two yeah, years yeah, sounds yeah. right. But yeah, man, yeah. Um, dude, you you absolutely crushed that 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 night, and it that was kind of. That was the night where I started thinking, man, if I had a club and I, if I could get guys like him on my stage, like I'd, I'd really feel like, you know, because I mean, seeing you up there with Burr and it's like there was, I mean, you can't even compare acts because I mean, I was already hurting so much for going into Burr's act from from years. To, like I, I literally I was like my sides hurt the next day. Um, So, I mean, it's. <laughs> monstrous man absolutely monstrous um so i mean you uh but you you haven't been doing comedy i mean your 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 whole career i mean you're you're a musician to start out you're you're what 15 years in the comedy game now i start my 15th year uh december 6th it'll be year 15 so yeah coming down on 14 years and uh you know I mean, that Red Rocks was, uh, you know, playing music for most of my life and not getting to do the uh, the dream venues that you always thought of doing, like, say, the L.A. Forum or Red Rocks. And and now I've just been asked to do Madison Square Garden oh, with shit. Bill. This is just uh, it's just mind boggling, you know, and uh, it, I was just talking about it on my podcast yesterday. It just means so much more to me because. I wasn't even doing comedy 14 years ago and uh, I was selling motorcycles in the hot sun in Van Nuys, California. And, uh, you know, now here I am doing some of the uh, epic venues. Now, the goal, of course, is to uh, headline in those venues one day. But, you know, uh, I've already made it in my eyes, just uh, I've, I've done more than I ever thought I was going to do when I stepped on that comedy store patio 14 years ago. So uh, I've just made it mostly in, uh, you know, like happiness, like, oh, my God, I'm 57 and uh, I'm doing what I love. You know, it's it's fucking crazy. Yeah, the, the, it really is an amazing story, man. I've listened to you on a bunch of different podcasts and, you know, I've, I've, I've heard your story 
a lot and um it, it's inspiring as hell because um, i mean uh i have a a friend you know he's an aspiring comedian and you know he's in his late 30s and you know he's kind of discouraged that he thinks he's getting into it too late and then you know I, it's stories like yours i'm like no dude look at dean like he he got into it late too and he's he's an absolute monster like look at his Look at his IMDb. Like he, he he's he's killing it now. And like I said he was selling motorcycles. You know, so no, your your, your story really is an absolute inspiration. Um, but uh, so fourteen years ago, you're selling motorcycles. What brought you to the comedy store patio? Um, so I mean, from what I understand, it was uh, fucking earthquake was the one that convinced you to get up on stage. That's a story that that I've been told at least. I mean, how true is that? Yeah, well, I was doing a, a a movie with Ice Cube, which is another fluke, you know. I was just uh, selling motorcycles, and and one day Quentin Tarantino's people come down to the motorcycle shop. They say they want to do a biker film. They asked me to advise on it. From there, I got a role on the film. Total fluke. From that, I get a role on this Ice Cube movie. Uh, called the long shots and there's three comedians on it earthquake michael collier and uh and uh who is the other one uh shit uh garrett morris from saturday night live you know and and so you know i'm shooting this film in shreveport for a couple months hanging out with these guys and I asked Earthquake what he did. He said he did stand-up comedy. I was like, oh, fuck, I, I love comedy. I see it all the time. I want to try it. And he was like, ah, get it, man. You're too fucking old, dude. You know? Oh, yeah? They were laughing. <clears throat> they were laughing and clowning. But then after a couple of weeks on the movie, they were like, uh, Earthquake was like, man, I think you could do it. Because we were riffing on the script. It was a, a semi-comedy film, you know, kind of a Bad News Bears type of uh uh, you know, one of those sports films, you mm -hmm. know, like Longest Yard and all that shit. So we're riffing on the script. And then after a while, he, he pulled me aside. And he said, I think you could do it. And uh, I, I didn't know what the fuck to do. He's like, just hit an open mic. And, you know, I didn't know. I thought you just make up stuff each time, time you go on stage. I right. had no idea at all. I was 44. But I got home from the movie and I started and uh that was about uh almost six thousand spots ago. So Jesus man. You know, I took so, I took it and ran. So how, how I mean, how did you figure out how to craft your jokes then? I mean, you, you oh, said, I mean, as far as like riffing them, like when when did it because I mean uh, anyone could be funny, but well, not anyone could be funny, but a lot more people can be funny than be able to actually write a joke and you know, it, it actually works. So, I mean, uh, how long into it before you, you realized, okay, this is, this is my process. Well, I didn't, I'm still learning all the time yeah. on how to write a, a, a joke. Um, a lot of it comes as luck. A lot of it comes from um, being on stage uh, and and living a life off stage uh, for all those years and being able to tap into some of that stuff. But really what I do, and I think there's just a few different types of writers. You have the kind of one-liner type of, uh, you know, uh, joke writers, 
that are just craftsmen, uh, you know, just bam, bam, bam. Then you have the people that are kind of like Seinfeld that write everything out. And, and then there's the people I think that have ideas, uh, bullet points, and they put them down and then go up on stage and try to find it. And that's really what, uh, how I do it. You nice. know, some comes right away and some takes years. Like you try it, it doesn't work. I remember Bill told me something one time. He said, if you think it's funny, it's funny. Uh, you just don't know how to tell it yet, you know, if it's not working. You, you know, I mean, if you're a comedian, you think something's funny. You just got to find it. You know, it's like mining for gold out and, you know, panning for gold out in the river. You're just yeah. fucking slushing around until, until you find something shiny. You go, oh, fuck, there it is. And it's all, and it could just be one word, you know, uh, that makes the joke pop that you didn't have. So that's how I write. And, you know, it's funny. You'll get these people, the, the, the age of the internet, which is hilarious, you know, you'll put a clip up and people are like, this is fucking great. And then you get these other people, you ain't funny at all. And it's, yeah. I just laugh at people like that because it's like, Hey man, I'm never sitting up here going, I'm fucking funny. Right. I'm constantly trying to find it. And if people think it's funny, then they think it's funny. And if other people don't think it's funny, then they don't think it's funny. That's all there is to it. But the one or two people, they're like, you're not funny. Like they're the fucking, they're the uh, gate gatekeepers of comedy. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That kind of shit cracks me up. You know, like, I'll get it. You ain't funny sin yeah like, all right this thing has two million likes so uh <laughs> well see you say, man. well I, i've noticed that i mean a lot of gatekeepers in comedy are also club owners as well I, I see a lot of comedians you know that we've had come through here say well man i've got other material but the owner just won't let me say it and blah 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 and um i mean is, is that something that you you've come across a lot where you you feel like I mean, cause you're, I mean, you're don't, I mean, you're not super harsh or ultra edgy or anything like that, but I mean, there's just some topics altogether. Like there's one spot around here where you literally can't talk about any type of child, anything that, you know, uh, I mean, no matter how much ingest it is, you can't talk about like Bill Burr couldn't go up and do his like hitting a kid thing. Uh, there so i mean like do you, have you found a lot of that stuff or is it i mean different in your area out in la or well i mean you know i think that if you if the club can make money on you they don't give a fuck what you say so that's yeah. just the bottom line it's not about being funny and it's not about what topics you have it's about can they put butts in the seats and that's just the honest truth. So if people go like, man, I can't get booked. Look, you know, I'm 14 years in. I still have no agent or manager. It's uh, you have to build it yourself. If they're not opening the doors for you, you have to, uh, you know, make your own thing. And then yeah. once you make your own thing, then everybody wants it. I mean, you know, there's a uh, periods of time when the legions of skanks where uh, people were coming after them. Now they're selling out theaters. Right. You build your own thing, and it doesn't matter what the fuck anybody says, because you can work the rest of your life. If you have, uh, I once read in the uh, New York Times, 1,000 true fans or or any true fans. You know, look at Metallica. 
Nobody wanted to sign them. They're four, you know, not good looking dudes playing unusually uh, long, crazy, weird, non-hit music. Yeah. And now here they are 41, 42 years into their business and they're doing um, stadiums uh, two nights. And that is mostly because of great fans. It's nothing else. You know, look, the, the industry can grab their darlings and I get it. You know, they're like, this guy looks good. This girl looks good. This is what's happening right now. We need this type of comedian. We need this type of whatever. But if you build something on your own, it's way more powerful than anything they're going to fabricate behind uh, closed doors of business, you know, and that's and you can't take it personal. And, you know, years, of course, I've been fr frustrated but then there's also been great people that have helped me out, you know, say a, a Burr or Marin or Joey Diaz or, uh, you know, uh, the comedy store or, or Denver Comedy Works opened the doors for me early on. Uh, the Stand in New York. These are clubs that really uh, uh, nurture talent and uh, let you make mistakes and figure it out, you know. They mostly go in on work ethic. Like this guy's busting his ass. Let's fucking uh, throw him a bone. Yeah. Well, see, that's one thing that I've uh, I've noticed about you and um, admired, especially you know, doing all the research that I, I, I did. Is I mean, your 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 work ethic seems to kind of it, it's definitely a big. I mean, you're obviously funny as fuck, man, but you, you just tend to work harder than a lot of other people. And uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a work addict myself. I don't stop until it's, you know, it's done. A lot of people don't understand that type of mentality. Um, is that something that you've had your entire life, like coming from music or was it, you know, something that just kind of clicked later on when you were selling motorcycles and realized, fuck, I don't want to sell motorcycles anymore. Or, um, I mean, where did that work ethic come from? Uh, that came from my mom, man. You know, she awesome. was basically a single, uh, single mom raising me. And there was, uh, there was nothing, nothing free, you know? So we were always poor. Yeah. So we had to just fucking work our ass off, man. I mean, from, uh, you know, she'd work five days a week and, and then, uh, I had a paper route and then I worked at a fucking foster freeze. Then I started construction, just anything for survival. But my work ethic now really comes from if I don't get out of bed and answer 20 emails, write some jokes, do a podcast, make a fucking YouTube clip, post on Instagram, post on uh, Twitter, post on TikTok, YouTube. If I don't do all that, it the, the business just sails by you. Yeah. And that's just all there is to it. Uh, you know, there's so many people that are half my age that are like, man, I'm not into doing that shit. And I'm like, that's all good, dude. But you are definitely going to be passed by no yeah. matter how great you are. If you think you're the, you know, the the greatest comic ever, like Mitch Hedberg didn't have to do that. Yeah, it was a different business. There was like 40 comics and, yeah. you know, and, and that's uh, that's what it is. Now you're going up against millions of people every day around the world. 
that are posting quips and getting viral stuff and, and getting booked in clubs, even though they're not ready or whatever. So, you know, you have to constantly work or you're going to be left in the dust. And that's just the honest truth, man. Like, I don't take any days off. I wish I could work seven days a week, but I don't get booked seven days a week. So I just fucking do other stuff I can do off stage when I'm not on stage, which is the podcast, uh, which is almost 12 years now, 711 episodes. Uh, yeah, that's podcast. fucking awesome, man. 711. Yeah, podcast Network, 711 and 140 on my Patreon. So it's uh, it's nonstop work. But I, I once heard somebody say, find something you love and uh, do for do it for a living and you it won't be work, which yeah. is super true. Super true. The only work for me is finding stage time right yeah. now. In this point in my career, that's the only work. And that's the only thing I hate about the career right now is begging for spots. Other than that, I love fucking everything, you know? See, and that's that that helps with the work work ethic too like you said of you know you, you're you're doing something you love man you, you you can't help but not do it you know people started this thing almost three months ago to the day i haven't taken a day off for work less than 16 hours and people look at me like well, you're killing yourself what are you doing it's like dude i feel fucking better than i ever been man i'm doing the thing you know and yeah. It, so yeah totally. no, I, I i know where you're coming from man for sure um so did you you're you're a sober guy right for like almost 20 years over I'm not, 20 years? I, i'm not really a sober guy uh i just don't drink uh you know i got diabetes for one thing i got rid of it i don't have it anymore but i don't fuck around with uh sugar that okay. was a uh that was a a major demon of mine man candy and uh pies and fucking uh you know arnold palmer's pasta everything you don't have no idea you know that's just you, you know i i never thought that i would get diabetes and then i got it and i was like whoa so i took it on like i did comedy i just immediately quit everything and uh but yeah you know i'll take some mushrooms no problem i, I do a lot of microdosing over the last five years and uh, I don't smoke weed, really, because uh, it's way too fucking strong. <laughs> and when I started comedy, I knew I couldn't smoke any weed because I, I would it would fuck with my short term memory. I'd be on stage and I'd start a joke and I wouldn't remember the next part of the joke. Just oh, fuck. fucking de deer in the headlights. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really fuck with weed. It's way too strong, man. That shit is like, uh, you know. It's like fentanyl of weed now. It's, it's, it's deadly, yeah, deadly man. high, man. You're just, um, I smoked some weed with Joey Diaz. Uh, you can watch the clip on YouTube. I think like five years ago or four years ago or something. And I was just fucking zombied. Just, uh, <laughs> I was gone. I called it snake bite. I felt like I got bit by a rattlesnake hiking. And I was just sitting there like paralyzed. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> and then I snapped out of it like mid podcast. I just came out like, yeah, I think Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> like, He's back. <laughs> it that's was hilarious, awesome. dude. Oh, that's it awesome. Was great. Man. 
So you, you didn't necessarily give up alcohol for, you know, like uh, normal reasons. You did it just for the sake of all the sugar in it. You know, you did it to stay alive. Um, so well, I, I quit. I quit. Boo- I quit booze years ago just to uh, you. First of all, my voice when I was singing was getting trashed. Mm. And I was like, you know, the doctor was like, look, you can't be drinking booze. It dries out your vocal cords. Nobody even knows that kind of shit. You know what I mean? You're like, right. what do you mean? It's a liquid. And also, I just wanted to, uh, you know, become professional. <laughs> as corny as that sounds, you're living that rock and roll life. And then you're watching other bands pass you by. And you're like, what's going on? Because, oh, you know, you get drunk. And the next day you're hungover. You're just sleeping. And other people are out working. That's That's when I started comedy, man. I was like. I am, you know, staying focused. I remember one time Jay Leno said something amazing. They said, hey, you got somewhere pretty fast in your comedy career. What do you think that was, uh, you know, why did that happen so quick? And he's like, well, at the comedy store, there's four people in line to get on stage. And the first one will step out for a drink. The next one will step out for women. The third one will step out uh to get high and the fourth one is me i step on stage oh, you man. know so while people were out fucking around basically he was uh hunkering down and and taking it full on and i think that's exactly what i i did you know and also i was uh 44 when i started so i knew ah man partying or video games i see video games take comics out all the time yeah. They're just addicted to a video game and they just stop going out. <laughs> that's, that's, see, that's crazy to me. Cause I mean, I, I know plenty of people that are all about that video game life and I just, oh, I don't man. understand it. it. Fi- yeah, it's fine, man. Everybody's got an addiction, man. Yeah. You know, my, mine is fucking comedy. Yep. You know? Hell yeah, man. I dig it. I dig it. So, I mean, obviously getting off the booze was, uh, helped propel because i mean like you said you you got off it to be you know more professional and get your shit together and i'm sure when you're not fucking hung over every day too you get a little bit more done so that's awesome man because we're we're uh i mean we're we're i don't want to say we're sober guys none of us here at the club drink or anything like that i mean and not i mean just really just by choice just because um like i said I, i work man you know so I admire that because uh, I mean I've, I've I've I know there's there's plenty of comedians out there that you know fucking go hard man and you know there's a lot of times they're short lived and that's just, it's, it's a tragedy so it's good to know that you you're a fucking healthy guy man we're gonna be see a lot of Dean Del Rey up on stage just in the future that's that's assuring I'm fucking old dude <laughs> you know what I mean like drinking's a young man's game I don't I don't ever understand people that uh, are drinking still after like thirty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna fuck go out and get some drinks tonight. And it's like, man, all right, you know. Uh I always said that like if you tried to uh introduce booze or cigarettes right now, uh, you know, like, hey, I got this new product, man. You you fucking drink it and you know, you crash your car and you fucking you lose your best friends and and then uh you smoke these things here and you get fucking and lung cancer they would be like get the fuck out of here you can't have any of that shit in this crazy world of restrictions 
you would never be able to make that shit legal. You it, know? It's so crazy, man. It, it really is. Yeah. It, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, like fucking cigarettes? Are you kidding me? Try try inventing a cigarette right now, 2023. People are like, it's a woke world out there. You can't say shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking just dragging on a fucking cigarette, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's uh that's fucking crazy. Uh, I I love that, man. Um uh, when <laughs> Uh, when was it that you started getting comfortable on stage? Like, were were you a music guy in school? Like, were were you a part of like the drama society? Like, how how did how did you uh start getting comfortable on stage? Well, you know, um, I mean, when you're in a band, it's way easier because you just have uh, band members, and you know, if it's if the gig's not going good, you just turn up the amps and fucking move on. You know, you look at each other and go, this sucks. Let's play these uh, songs and get the fuck out of here. Uh, as far as comedy, it's 100% totally different than music. People are like, well, you know, they'll always try to find an excuse. You know, well, you know, he had that music thing and all that. It's nothing the same. The only same thing is the microphone and lights. Uh, other than that, it's a thousand times harder. You know, you you know when you write a song, you write in lyrics. I wrote lyrics and music. You only write in these little verses and choruses. Maybe just a, a little bit of you know, I love you, baby. You love me. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> and then look out, look out. You know, just real small parts of writing. When you're writing comedy. Fuck a five minute bit could be like five pages if you wrote it down on paper, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the writing is way fucking different. And then it's just you. Of course, we all know that just looking at people that paid to get in. And uh, and then there's trying to find your voice. And that's the main thing everybody always talks about in comedy Oh, you know, 10 years in or whatever, that's the day he found his voice. Uh, You know, like with Bill, a lot of people think that the day was when he did that Philly rant Mm -hmm. uh, that that kind of uh, was like, oh, wow. I I heard a story about Sebastian Maliscalco. Um, He was one type of comic. And then one day some comics were in the back heckling him and boom, he turned and started trashing them and and from that day on um he changed you know there's things in your life that kind of uh happen to where you start to become natural and who you are off stage on stage and so i'm constantly trying to find that and and i'll take times to experiment over the years and find you know try different ways like there was a couple years ago where i was just going real slow Let's see what that's like. I never tried to be real slow, you know, just a slow, weird delivery and not, you know, I'm not real slow in real life and stuff, but I wanted to just try different things because I don't ever really feel like you want to be locked into something until you feel this is what I am, you know, on stage. So I'm always trying to find uh, find it, but I'm totally comfortable on stage, uh, 100%. If it's 18,000 or if it's uh, five people, 
five people is actually worse. Oh yeah, know? I can imagine, man. They, they just, you see all ten there. eyes. Yeah, and they just feel like eh, this this show obviously is not good because there's no one here. So they're bummed, you're bummed, and you're trying to find it. And sometimes five people can be fucking great. You yeah. walk out and you go, you know what? That was amazing. So, uh, you know, the comfort level is I'm I'm way beyond any kind of uh, nervousness. The only time I really get a little bit of nerves is if I'm opening for Burr in an arena. The arena does not scare me. It's I just don't want to do bad opening for Bill. Yeah. You know, that's that's all. He picked me and uh, I want to do a good job. Other than that. I'm, I'm I'm always trying new shit up there, but you know, like I'll take some fucking chances up there, man. I, I love it, man. While we're on the uh, the note of um, venues and all that, um, do you have a favorite venue that you've got to play so far? Uh, well, it just depends on the size. It's like people say, do you got a favorite band? You know, favorite venue uh, of all time that I've done would probably be Red Rocks or the LA yeah. Forum just because of uh and i haven't done the garden yet it's coming up but uh but you know the favorite place for me to do comedy is the comedy store if i could get to a level of fame to where uh you know my dream is to tour like a rock musician meaning work on the act for eight months at the comedy store don't go on the road just work on it there and then once you feel you've got it Maybe go to New York for a couple weeks, see what's going on with the, the stuff out there, and then just do a bus tour at the end of the year where you cover 30 states or whatever, and then shoot it at the end. So you're you're always home in your own bed, and then you tour, but you tour in a bus, and you just do the shows in a row, you know? Like, uh, to me... That makes the most sense. That's the way I want to do it and uh, build it to where I can do that. I want to build it to where the store will let me go on six nights a week, you know? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, no, I, I, and I, I totally see you getting there. I do. I've seen your act, man. I, 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 it's incredible that you're not like one of the biggest names in comedy. Cause in my eyes, you're, you're up there. When I talk to you or other comedians about you, fucking, they are, jacked that you know we were in with dean del rey because i mean they, they they know what the fuck you're about so no you're 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 not far from that man i i i i, <laughs> I really believe it um where would you want to film your special if you if you had to if you had the choice where where would you want to film it man I don't, I don't really know i i wouldn't mind filming it at the the comedy fort in fort collins yeah you know i, I like a small room uh you know there was that thing of shooting it in arenas for ego or 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 also goals some people have goals like oh my god i want to shoot it in madison square garden uh bill did red rocks which is fucking i would love to shoot a special at red rocks you know just uh unbelievable uh or you know uh chicago theater i think that's fucking one of the best theaters in america i love the fillmore in san francisco you know, if I was like a, a level of bill where you get to do one every couple of years, I would click them all off the list. You know, oh, yeah, man. I would do the I'd do the Fillmore. I might, I might even shoot one at the Cow Palace in San Fran, where I where I saw every concert growing up. So 
I don't know. It's really, um, it's risky to shoot a special in a venue you've never done because uh, you don't know what the laughs are going to sound like in there. You could get in somewhere and set all the cameras up and then you go like, fuck, I can't hear the laughs in here. Mm. Like, you know, too too tall a ceiling, too echoey, whatever it is. There's, there's all these different things. But I think the greatest big room I've ever done in my life is the L.A. Forum. It sounds like a goddamn nightclub, man. It's yeah. just beautiful. It's unreal how great it sounds. And they put all that money into it. So, you know. That's uh that, that's fucking awesome, man. That's uh, I'm I'm excited for you to see the funny pages. I am. Uh, you know, to get I'm ready, a, man. Get a I'm ready. Co- uh, comedian's perspective on our little space cuz you know we're just an alt comedy club just trying to do our thing, but we're 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 a comedian's club at least that's what we're aiming for you know there's there's no ego on our end man like we we want artists to shine here so we're we're excited for that we we really are um i'm looking forward to coming up there and uh i can't wait to see you guys man it's gonna be fun no i'm i'm excited Uh, and, and thank you for thank you for booking me man i do not uh i do not I take that lightly, you know, uh, when clubs book me, I'm like ready to come up and, and rock it. You know? Well, we're, 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 we're not going to let you down, man. Like I, I'm, we're Colorado Springs is excited to have you. That's for sure. Um, so tickets at the funny pages, cc.com or Dean uh, October 20th, 21st, four shows, two nights, man. Uh, it's, it's going to be yeah. a killer. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking oh, kill. I can't wait, man. Looking forward to hanging out. Hey, let's get some good food while I'm there. Fuck yeah. We could point you in the right direction. That's for sure. All right. Thank you, man. Hey, no problem, brother. I appreciate you, Dean, man. It's been an honor and uh, we'll talk soon. You stay safe, man. Candles lit. Candles lit, buddy. See ya. All right, brother. Cheers. All right, there you have it. Uh, episode 408 in the books. Another creator has been cornered. A different kind of creator, though. Veering outside of comic books, talking comedy. Get used to it. There's going to be a lot of that. Talking the funny pages, comedy and comics. Remember, check out the funny pages, cc.com. Get your tickets to Dean Del Rey, October 20th and 21st. There are VIP tickets available. We got nice, fancy booths right up front. Feeling good. Feeling good about it. Um, so yeah, get your tickets. Only thirty bucks. Only thirty bucks to see Dean Del Rey up close. This guy headlines, man. I I saw him at Red Rocks. Plays in front of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Um, and you get the opportunity to see him real up close. I bet you he'll even shake your hand. So um don't miss that remember follow dean del rey on all of his socials at dean del rey uh instagram um i believe it's dean del rey comedy is his facebook page he's on tiktok as well um check out the let there be talk podcast it is badass he talks to some amazing musicians this guy knows his shit so um yeah if if you don't know dean del rey look him up you will not be disappointed so, um, I guess uh, that's that's gonna do it for this one. I will. Uh, shit, I forgot how I wrapped this up. It's been so long. I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. I'll talk to you the next time. There's things about comedy to talk about. Cheers, fuckers. Mm-hmm.
Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. 